welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empowers you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I am Francine Belayi, your host, corporate and personal branding strategist, speaker and author of the book, Personal Branding in the Digital Age, How to Become an Expert, Thrive and Make a Difference in a Connected World. I am super thrilled to bring you inspirational stories, strategies, and practical tips to get more meaning in your work and in your life, make more money, and lead a movement to change the world. I am on a mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs and leaders to connect to their inner identity and find their unique position in their marketplace to make more impact. So today we are continuing our series on dream and why it is important to dream in life and in our business. And I have the great pleasure to welcoming in today's episode, Dr. Wilson, John Wilson. He teaches at the University of Sheffield in the UK, and his main focus is on teaching and encouraging successful learning in his classes. But he also authored and edited 10 books and perhaps more now, I'm not counting, including Dream that we're going to discuss today. And I've met John many years ago when I used to work for a training and consulting organization that delivered courses for senior executives across Africa, Middle East, and Asia. So I invited John to share some insights on what he's learned throughout his experience and specifically when he wrote his book, Dream. Hi, John. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Francine, it's a pleasure to be talking to you and to see you again. We've known each other for quite a few years, and it's it's nice to reconnect and see how, how well you're doing and, how, and all the good work you're doing as well. Uh, thank you so much, John. So let us know in your own words what you currently do. So my my main job, I work at the management school at the University of Sheffield. And I also do some teaching at the University of Oxford. And both those jobs keep me really busy as well with a, a very demanding family. And really, there's not much time for anything else. But I, I do a lot of dreaming still, thinking about the future. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, tell me, actually, why actually you decided to wrote Dream at the time? Can you go back to um, the um, the story? What prompts you to write this book? So, really, it all began more than twenty years ago. In fact, a long, long time before that. In fact, but really, my main interest is in how people learn and what they do, and what are the best ways of learning. Because we 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 design to learn and to to grow and to develop. And so my reading, I did a lot of research for a book on experiential learning. And as part of that research, I discovered a piece of writing by an Australian. And he talked about learning. He talked about reflecting on the future. And I thought that was very interesting because there's a man called Donald Schoen, who who is a guru in the area of reflective practice. And he talks about reflecting or reflection in action, which means reflect thinking about why you're doing something. And it also talks about reflecting on action, reflecting, thinking back about what happened, why it went well, why it might not have gone as well as you hoped. 
and he just focused on two areas the past and reflecting in the present he didn't talk about reflecting in the future because people don't think we can learn from the future because the future hasn't happened but actually all the time we're running these thought experiments um the germans call them gedanken experiment and all the time we're running scenarios in our head if i do this what will happen if i say this to this person how might they respond and then how should i respond to that or is there a better way of putting a particular phrase or a, a feeling or some knowledge across to them so i was doing all that reading up on experiential learning <clears throat> this research by this australian gave me some new insights and i thought oh yes and that made me start to think about the future even more than i was doing and this was around about the late 1990s and i mixed that up with research from neuroscience cognitive science put the two together and came up with this idea of learning from the future uh, a bit more building on what this australian Cappadoni, he didn't write anything more that I can find. And I thought, you know, we spend so long in our lives dreaming. We sit on a bus, we sit on the tube, we sit in, in our cars, and often we're not physically present. And I, I realized that we, we all spend a lot of this time thinking about what would I like to do in my summer holidays? Who is my perfect partner? Who is my dream job? And so on. So I then did more research and I came across some work by Kalina Christoph, an, an, a Canadian woman. And she, with her team and research team, a number of people did a lot of research in the idea and the area of daydreaming. And not night dreaming at night time, although there are thoughts that night dreams and daydreams can be quite similar in some respects. But daydreaming, we just let our mind relax and we go to places where we want to go to. Sometimes they're good places. Sometimes they may not be so good. You know, we're trying to solve problems. So we keep going over problems again and again. And this, this putting these various strands together made me think, you know what? This, this daydreaming is, is powerful stuff. It's, it's what helps us make and create the future. And so I wrote the book and that was quite a few years ago now, I think 2012, and I plan to write another one on imagination. Yeah. Uh, and I've got 500 pages of notes uh, that I just have to put together into a book. All I need to do, if you think back to what we started at at the beginning, a full-time job, also doing a bit of teaching at Oxford University and a full-time family, there's no discretionary time. So a lot of my writing, <clears throat> is imaginary writing in my head I'm, i've written the book many times but i don't have it on paper and i can't download my brain yet into a computer to share with other people so it's yeah. nice to talk to do that yeah no that that's fantastic to uh, understand that tell us actually uh in practical how we can use these daydreaming and learning from the future you know because this podcast our listeners um is much more like people who are looking to do a lot of meaningful work and mean live a meaningful life how can these two, two uh concepts can inform us more um to do that mm. i think for 
at all levels of life, wherever you're working, whatever you're doing, whether you're a home worker, a carer, or you, you know, you're just fortunate that you, you, you don't necessarily have a job or don't need to work even. But even if you're working, we all, we're all spending time at the workplace and in our, in our homes and walking down the street even. The, the research that I, I looked at, they, they asked people to keep a diary. Mm. And to do that diary, so every at random times in the day, their phone would ring and they would have to write down what they were thinking about. And the research and the find, research findings revealed that people between six and eight hours a day were not in the present moment. We talk about mindfulness, which is a fantastic thing, but often people were not in the present. They were somewhere else. They were thinking about what they might do in the future. They were lying on a warm, sunny beach. They were dealing with a difficult boss or a difficult child, a difficult partner, thinking about what might I say. So they were looking and they, they were dealing with problems. They were dealing with dreams and hopes and aspirations. And really, if you think six to eight hours a day, if we sleep eight hours, almost half of the day, we're not physically present in the moment. And so by, we can lose ourselves. There's a lot of research uh, and a lot of good writing. Um, I was reaching for my book there to, to try and remind me. But people in all sorts of difficult situations, when they, they may be locked up in prison, they may be held captive for some reason or other, what they, were, what they often do, they, they can't physically escape, but they can mentally escape and they can live a different life. And the, the feelings we have from daydreaming are pretty much the same as if we're experiencing it for real. So this, the way the brain works, it doesn't distinguish enormously between our thoughts and our experiences. So sometimes we just want to escape. We, we take our minds somewhere else. And it's a very good skill if, if you can develop that skill of daydreaming and making it real and live and we can talk about that if you if you like um it's a great way to escape and to relieve the pressures of every day yeah i'd love to talk about that how can we do that that would be fantastic to know how to do that <laughs> <laughs> well the a, a lot of the the research on this came from sports stars and top athletes and it originally began with the soviet union athletes and they were taught to think about walking into the stadium, seeing the crowds there, hearing the sound of the crowd, the starter's gun, smelling the, the smell of embrication that they'd rubbed into their legs or the other competitors rubbed into their legs or mus their muscles to, to make them supple and be able to run and not pull any muscles or damage themselves. Um, they could sense, they could feel the track, they could feel their clothes. And by using all of their senses, they imagined in a very real way what it would be like to be in the stadium. And by doing that, in advance of going into the stadium, you know, week, maybe weeks before, maybe months before, maybe even years before, um, by creating that powerful imagination, it almost acts like a magnet that can pull you towards your dreams, but also makes you more comfortable. It gives you the mental rehearsal so that when you do go into the real life situation, 
you do it much more smoothly, much more professionally. Why do, why do we rehearse and why do we practice for exams that we take at school and at university and college? The reason we do that is because we do it more smoothly, we do it better. It's mental practice. So that mental practice can help the physical performance. And by using the senses, that's what we can achieve, you know, a real success in, in what we want to do. Mm -hmm. So actually, um, we have to just uh, mentally practice that. What 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 will be the best state of uh, you know you know that we need to be to make sure that we maximize that practice? Is there a better state uh, that we should be in, or can we just sit on the bus and start to imagine what what I, what what would that look like? <laughs> I, you you could do it while you're lying down in your armchair. You could do it while you have. Often people have flashes, you know, they've got 10 minutes, uh, sorry, 10, even 10 seconds between uh, doing tasks or, or whatever. We do it when we're pouring a, the kettle for a cup of tea. We do it when we're waiting for the kettle to boil. Sometimes we're just standing there and our mind will instinctively and automatically go to other places. So there's two types of uh, daydreaming. We can do what's called mind wandering and our mind just wanders wherever it chooses or we can use controlled focused uh, daydreaming and mind, mind wandering and by by controlling it which is what sports people do and uh, other people who have to generate high performance they can focus they can control it's almost like the you have a camera and it and it or a screen and it's showing you what's playing in front of you and you can you can decide what you're you're recording and you're filming on your personal camera or you can just go on a journey a, a mystery tour and let you go self go wherever your brain takes you and often it will take you to things that make you happy sometimes they'll make take you way to problems that you have to solve but it's your brain trying to resolve things and make life a better place for yourself Hmm. Would you say that um, the um, daydreaming and uh, the power of imagination is it the same or are they different? The, when you start to, I've, I've tried to dig down into this, and, and they, some people say, well, isn't imagination just thinking? And in a way it is, but imagination is often creative, it's often innovative. It's often inventive. Yeah. So we we're not within imagination. We don't just have to deal with things as they are now, mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of it because things are invented twice. Firstly, in our heads through imagination, and secondly, for real. So if we have a dream of performing in a, a theatre group or in a dance team or whatever it might be, a sports team. Often we, if we think about it and imagine it, then we can achieve that. Mm. And, First uh, of all, we, we have the dream that we want to yeah. do something and then we imagine how that can be. Is that um, the correct uh, sequence or <laughs> what I, the... <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure. I, you, you, I'm not sure where sometimes where our dreams come from. I think mm. they mm. often come from our personal experiences in the past and we mixing them up and jumbling them up and creating something new sometimes it's inner, inner desires inner drives 
that are encouraging us to go down a direction. Sometimes it may be a dissatisfaction with our current lives, aspects of our current lives that with maybe we've not consciously registered it, but perhaps our subconscious is saying, John, Francine, you know, you could be doing this. Why don't you do this? You, other people can do it. And so I, I, it, it's hard to know. Some, some of these dreams we can create, we can be inventive. We can say, look, I am where I am now. I've got these qualifications. I've got this skill. I've got this background. How might I use them? And we, our brain goes on a random chase around all the nooks and crannies inside the neurons and the neural connections. And it, some, it, it sometimes creates new connections, which is very productive, and it may find solutions and directions for your future. Mm. So, um, can you tell me also, um, how can we become more productive and create innovative solutions at work and in life, perhaps, um, you know, using dream or another other methods uh, from your perspective? Yes. Well, there's a great many organizations and companies now and individuals who are who are saying, look, the current way we're working, the current system we have is inadequate for doing what we want to do. We've got to improve. The challenge, of course, is that we, we, we can see the current state of affairs and we can improve it. We can have what we call incremental improvement. The Japanese call it Kaizen. Mm -hmm. But that's just improving it a few percentage points. Yes. Sometimes you have to change the whole system. And to change the whole system, we need to think up new ways of operating, new ways of reassembling uh, or creating a new system that will deliver more or better or both. And that we, we've got to use our mind and our brain to do that. Mm. It's a bit like uh, this new um, leapfrog thing when actually uh, people are no longer doing, uh, you know, <laughs> incremental um, um, improvement and they are using like uh, totally disrupting industries like uh, yes. this new digital platform are doing. So they are no longer improving by 10% or even 100%. They are just like exponentially um, yes. growing. Mm. Yeah, mm. so it's really changing system really thinking about new way yes and, and there's a lot of intelligent people in uh, california and the various uh, silicon glens and silicon roundabouts in london and you know all around <laughs> yeah, silicon, silicon, silicon savannah actually also in africa i think <laughs> absolutely yeah and you know the everyone everywhere has those talents and abilities to to dream and to imagine and to and I think it was uh, Einstein was one of them, but he said, look, you know, using our, using our brain, using our imagination is more important than intelligence. And if we've got that, that imagination and it, and it is more, impo more important, more powerful than intelligence, we can create new ways, new futures for ourselves, for our families, for our communities. And it, it's just a fantastic opportunity there. So looking around, exploring you can you can develop all of those 
Mm, yeah, so that's fantastic. <laughs> just before we, we finish, uh, John, I just wanted to know, how did you um, actually um, find yourself uh, in uh, the teaching world? Is it something that you've dreamed yourself uh, um, to, <laughs> to do or you just find yourself uh, through life? <laughs> yeah. Good good question. I, um, I think, well, fir firstly, both my parents were teachers. Oh. And sometimes uh, during when you were on holiday and they weren't, I can remember being in the the back room. My dad was a science teacher, and I can remember being in the the room at the back of the classroom, uh, <laughs> where he he was basically he was childminding me, but he he was teaching a class at the same time, so I had to hide at the back in, in, the, in the spare room. And I can remember thinking, oh, that looks interesting as a as a job. You know, maybe I could become a teacher. So I, I that that was the direction I headed to and I went to teachers college I uh, got my degree and then I carried on and I worked in the West Midlands worked in Sweden Saudi Arabia uh, and I've taught in many other countries since then uh, and 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 it's a great it's a privilege to be able to teach people mm. but you know mm. what I'm learning I'm learning a lot more from them than they're learning from me sometimes it's I a know. sharing situation and it's and it's just great you know teaching yeah. it, it, it's a vocation but it, it's also what you you feel you're you're making sometimes hopefully you're making a difference yeah 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 definitely i've seen you in action and i know that you you totally make a difference so just uh finally can you just before we go you know wrap up this actually and give us some practical steps that we can follow if we want to start dreaming again what will yeah. that be uh, i think i think very simply and very short if if you can dream it you can do it and disney Disney talked to, it had four words and it said dream and then you must believe the dream and then you dare to try to do it. Dream, dare and finally you do it. So it's dream, believe, dare, do or yeah. dream, dare, do. Some people shorten it to dream, dare and do. Yeah. The three Ds. And yes, that's a challenge to everybody, to yourselves, Francine. It's a challenge to me, and <laughs> it's a challenge to anyone who's watching this this blog. Yes, totally. Thank you so much, John, for sharing, uh, you know, your wisdom and your thoughts on this uh, podcast. Uh, it was really a pleasure to have you and sharing your wisdom. I know that you are very, very busy with your love, with your kids, and uh, everything else, and not even having the time to finish your book yet. <laughs> and yeah. it was a privilege to have you on this show. Yeah, it was a privilege for me too. All the best to you, Francine. Take care. Thank you. If you are an entrepreneur, a CEO or a professional and are looking to find your unique position in today's innovative marketplace and make a bigger impact, here are two immediate steps for you. One, check out my book personal branding in the digital age, how to become a known expert, thrive and make a difference in a connected world. It is available on Amazon, on iTunes, on Audible as ebook, audiobook and paperbook. And the second 
thing that you can do is to book a 15-minute strategic call with me at www.francinebelli.com slash call. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash call. Thank you for listening. The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast are available on my webpage, francinebelli.com slash podcast. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash podcast with all the references and resources shared on this show. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to show your love and support, subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the app where you are listening to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It will mean a lot to me and it will help spread the message with more people. I will see you next week for another episode of this season five. Until then, dream, act and make an impact. Lots of love.